Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special edition little podcast this week. Um, typically, we've got, I don't know, four to five shows that kick around with different guests, different conversations, different topics that the rest of the world's talking about right across the week. But this is a little nugget that was taken out from a Juliet Allen podcast, who is a sexologist that we've had a couple of times on this, on this very podcast channel, um, about sex when maybe you're not feeling like it. I want to give some context. So this, obviously this week we have celebrated um, all things motherhood and the Thinker Girls very newly um, approach to motherhood. You would have heard lots of different episodes we've spoken to and it all kind of really um, ramped up from uh, Jamila Ritzvi's new book, which is The Motherhood, who has written and curated a collection of beautiful personal um, essays written by different celebrities all about what they'd like to have known uh, early days being becoming a mother. We spoke to Rachel Finch and we also heard from myself this week and my very early and new experience with motherhood and uh, miscarriage. It's a really, really um, powerful podcast. If you haven't heard it, go back um, to the start of the week and listen to this. But I, I suppose as we figured out this week, you know, as Jamila's book collects these stories that people wish they knew and why aren't we having these conversations? Why aren't women sharing these bits and pieces, especially around the kind of miscarriage stuff also? I think um, this in a similar vein in the sense that these are not conversations or questions or topics that we've really heard really that often because sex is often projected as this real pleasurable thing but sometimes it's not always and sometimes you're not wanting to have it as much um as you are in other parts of your life and it's almost a bit shameful to kind of admit or talk about that now i've got to give context we did this episode oh god at the beginning of june i think juliet's episode dropped and and i had miscarried by that point and when we had her on the podcast I was, I think, going through my miscarriage. I hadn't mm. yet actually miscarried, but I had found out early days um, that there was no heartbeat. And it was a devastating time for um, my partner and I and those that loved us. And a lot of people did know because of, as I explained on the episode earlier in the week, of the way that we needed to conceive. It wasn't It wasn't just to have a quick fucking try on ovulation day and on your way. There's been a very big process. So it was incredibly devastating and a very big um, thing about the process of our pregnancy was that my body was poked and prodded a lot in order to even get pregnant. Then when I got pregnant and I lost the baby, um, you know, you just feel like your body has actually gone through a tsunami 
but I, at this point when I spoke to her and when I and when I asked this question in our chat with her you didn't really explain that because you were no I couldn't explain yeah. it but but where I was leading in with was that um, it, it no longer felt like my body and so when you're so disconnected to your body and this can happen I think has happened with me when I had my endo attack mm. uh, last year and I think I've heard from other girls that have had um, polycystic ovaries and have in- incredible pain or get really bad bloating or have had different other, you know other issues with their body maybe you've also miscarried that you end up feeling a real disconnect from not just your body but as you were mentioning, the pleasure parts of your body because it's giving you pain. It's causing, you're watching it kind of turn and change like I was in a real negative way. I didn't want my body to to not have a baby in it. So it was just such a negative space. So I, I asked her this question, which was kind of um, hidden in details, but, I, but I, I felt like we wanted to keep it so you guys got some context to where I was at in this moment and that potentially we felt that it was important for anybody going through something where they feel that they're either disconnected to their body, you know, sex is too painful, they don't, it might be that you're not confident with your body, there's some reason that you aren't feeling like you want to, you know, kind of expose yourself sexually. And, and I think it's something that you need a helping hand with because at that time, you just already feel not yourself and then all you crave is connection and then you can't even give that to yourself. Mm. So this is, you know, to cap off a pretty big week of all different uh, colours and shades of this particular topic, we thought that this might be fitting for those of you that may even, another thing I thought of, Merce, is if you've just newly had a baby or you are late pregnant or you become pregnant and you don't really know how that fits into you, you and your partner sexually. I think the thing so is... So many things. I think the thing is with this though, when you're going through it, it feels so personal and it would feel like you're the only one and you feel so alone. So Yeah, because sex is something that's you what share I mean. with it's, your closest it's person. It's so yeah. personal and maybe you've never really spoken to anybody, maybe not even your partner yeah. about it. So I think this is a really special um, conversation. A little, a little nugget, yeah. A conversation to have because it's, yeah, as you say, it's interesting when you feel like you're the only one experiencing this kind of like disconnect and grief with your body when it comes to, to sex. There's so many different reasons as to why you might be feeling it and maybe you have been through this in the past or currently going through it Mm. this is for you I want to talk to you about communication when it comes to sex and I think sometimes obviously I guess a new wave or if you do look to develop this part of your life and you are in a relationship an early relationship or a a long-term relationship you are told a lot of the time in the in the early stages of looking into this stuff that communication is key of you being able to tell each other what it is you want what you know being able to listen properly to each other but I suppose for me over the past couple of months, my body has been in its own place. There's been some interesting things that have gone on health-wise, which I won't go into now, but it's definitely contributed to where I'm at with my confidence levels with sex and also, I don't know, you just get out of a bit of a groove that you were in if your body is kind of doing its own thing and not feeling as great as it usually does. Mm. And in that, to get back into a groove, communication has been at the at the absolute top of my mind but I found that sometimes there there is a fine line between too much 
communication and not enough action. Where do you think that line is and how would you navigate couples into how much you communicate versus how much have you just actually start having that intimacy by touch rather than it all being talk? Like how do you navigate that line? Because I, I, I personally am finding that a bit tricky to navigate myself right now. Yeah, good good, good question. Um, well, yeah, there's definitely over-talking that can happen and then I think couples get caught up in like processing everything together and having to talk it all out. And talking and communicating is important, but it's good to be aware of like, okay, enough's enough. We need to put this into action now. Mm. And that's just a decision and choice that you make as a couple and as individuals of like, well, I've heard what I've heard what my partner said or say I've, they've expressed their desires. Um, I've communicated how I feel about them. And now I just need to like support them in, 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 playing out those desires or if you know you're communicating around health and saying you know look right now this is what's going on for me health wise so that's making my libido lower or whatever's going on then it's about you know talk firstly talking about okay well how can we still experience intimacy without having as much sex Mm -hmm. or what do you need to feel safe and and loved in order for you to be able to open sexually Mm -hmm. And then discovering those things and then like taking action straight away. Like my partner's really great at this. If I give him feedback or whatever um, on sex or ask him for something within like a day or two, he's doing it. No, Mm. without a doubt. It's like Mm. he's straight away putting it into action. And I'm just like, we're having sex. I'm like, holy fuck, he's, he's doing what I asked. Like as though he wasn't going to. I don't know why I thought that. But it's like, it's just like action, take action. I think it's so great and I, and I think that is so important. I think for us and I think for a lot of other people, I, I straight away go to girls that have endometriosis or kind of really bad period. You know, there's, there's mm, things that stuff, then I think yeah. their partner sits on the other side and, and isn't really sure how to navigate with that confidence, that assertiveness because they feel like your body is something that they've all of a sudden not really understood because of whatever it is. Maybe you're going mm. through severe pain. Maybe you're going through a health, you know, whatever it is. It, mm. it is. And it's, it's quite a hard place to navigate for mm. them and then mm. you to communicate back. In terms of those rocky times, whether it's physical or emotional, have you got advice or, the, you know, kind of a few steps where you can at least, is it kind of going back to that eye-gazing stuff? Is it starting that intimacy again? What would you, mm. what would you suggest? Yeah, definitely. If there's um, like if there's pain in the body, um, I mean specifically with like endo and bad period pain and all that that women can can experience. Um, if there's physical pain, it's definitely bringing back it back to um, like focusing more on the heart space of the woman and how you can open her at her heart because the positive pole in our body as a woman is our heart, and negative pole is our um pussy or whatever you call it sex center um and then um for a guy his positive pole is his penis and negative pole is his heart right Mm -hmm. so in order for a woman to open and fully and have experienced less pain sexually and have more lubrication and like feel really comfortable when being penetrated we actually need our hearts to be opened So when women are experiencing any sort of pain, I'll definitely talk to them and ask them about how do you feel? Like, do you feel really connected in your heart? Do you feel honored, safe, respected? 
like does your partner physically touch and kiss the heart your heart space Mm. and open that before he goes anywhere near your sex center that's so interesting that's not something that i've why why is that so the male heart space is the negative pole Yep. Well, like positive, ne- like a battery. Oh, so like don't, not, not in oh, the usual okay. forms of yeah, right. those words. So like, yeah, right. That's so like imagine plus and so, minus doesn't mean bad, good. Yeah, right, okay. So you know how like an example would be us women in general, we like to like have our whole body touch and our breasts touch and we we like to yearn for, the, for our um, mm. like – pussy to be touched right so it's like we we don't mind waiting because the lead up really turns us on mm, whereas so for true. guys mm. they're actually the opposite in this is generalizing but they actually need just our hand on their penis and it like grounds them and that's when they feel like they can open their heart more when their penis is touched so wow. like you know how like I don't know, for years I was just like doing a big lead up to the penis touch. But guys are just like, just fucking touch. I tried that too. I'm like the ear breathing in the ear thing, the kissing on the neck because that's what I froth. But then it's so true. There have been, especially sleeping with different people, I get this kind of cross section of that you can kind of add up in your brain that I'm like, this is a lot of work for like not that much. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't translate to them the same way it translates to you. It's so (laughs) interesting. So true. It is so true. Legit though. Um, that is a little section taken out of our full chat with sexologist Juliet Allen. You can catch that. Um, we'll pop a link to that in show notes. So interesting how she talks about finding the one. She has a like a legit exact formula. She does. Here's everyone running around like headless chooks trying to, you know, do all this stuff and she reckons she's can find it out through one physical act. You gotta ask five parts of yourself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Go yeah, listen. Yeah. It's in the show notes. We hope you're having a brilliant weekend and you've enjoyed this week of our very first crack at attempting how the Thinker Girls approach a new land, a grown-up land, which is motherhood. And we appreciate all of our guests joining us. If you do want to support us, there are many, many ways. Uh, leave a review or a rating on uh, iTunes. But we also have a VIP Posse membership uh, a I guess it's a website or an option and you can find the link on our Instagram page bio. Yeah, or to um, find out more, there's also the link in show notes here too. It can be a couple of dollars a week, a bit more if you want to, but it's up to you. You can suss more details. Obviously, shows are free. We're keeping it that way. But if you want a a few little side-side extras, there's the option. Well, I've got to say, we've got a private Facebook group. So there's a lot lot happening over there. Yeah, we're not forcing you to. It's like adding, you know, sweet potato fries to your burger. Don't need to or just you can if you want oh if you go to the movies you're getting popcorn that's your choice oh you need to take a mortgage for that these days oh uh, no, well not at ramwick get anyway out. anyway all yeah. right let's get out of here have a great <laughs> weekend everyone Bye, Felicia. did you love this podcast but you want to chat about it more Make sure you go to the Thinker Girls on Facebook, uh, that's obviously us, and Insta, because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you, Posse. Yes, we want to know what you think, Posse. So every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions. Plus, we're on Insta stories every damn day, so you get to come along with us for this crazy TG ride. Yeah, Merce. Head to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or even Twitter to find us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 